0: This is episode 254, and it's the first part of a two-part episode where I'm sharing stories of two incredible women that I worked with over the past few months in my You on Fire program. I love sharing these stories, and I'm super excited to get into this episode with you today. You can find all the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash two Two five four. First, I want to give a shout out to Ivory the RD that left this review. Wonderful body image podcast as an eating disorder haze dietician. I love this podcast for myself and clients. I love, love, love the body image series, the short, concise, and tangible episodes. Thanks for sharing these important messages. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that review, especially, um, not especially, but I love when it comes from another professional as well, because that just feels good for me personally, but also reviews feel good for me personally. Leaving a review helps others to find the show and the information that you're learning here. So you can do that. Help spread the word. Go to Apple podcasts or iTunes or whatever they're calling it. Search for eat the rules, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review. You can also subscribe to this show via whatever platform you use. That's a really helpful way to support the show. If you haven't already done so, grab the free 10-day body confidence makeover at summerinandin.com forward slash freebies with 10 steps to take right now to feel better in your body. And if you are a provider or a professional who helps people with body image struggles as well, then you can grab my free body image coaching roadmap for professionals at summerinandin.com forward slash roadmap. I love doing these spotlight episodes, I find it to be just so amazing to hear other people's stories. I know I share a lot of stories on the podcast from other professionals when we're doing when I'm doing the interviews. However, I think it's really important to hear from everyday people just like you who are trying to do this work and, you know, going through the ups and downs of working towards accepting their body. And I know that you can absolutely relate to them. And I hope that they give you a sense of hope that it is possible to change the way you feel about your body and to feel more neutral in your body, no matter what age or size or background you have. My You on Fire program is... An online group coaching program that I've been running now for, oh my gosh, like seven years maybe. It used to be called Rock Your Body like way, way, way back in the day. Changed to You on Fire in 2017. It's just this incredible program and community that has been created over the years, that gives you a step by step way of building up your self worth beyond your gene size. I get to know everyone in the program personally through the coaching calls, we have an incredibly supportive community, you get lifetime access to the program, which has a ton of content and bonuses in it. And it's really designed to help you get free from body shame. And develop tools to build up your sense of self-worth so that you know that your value goes way beyond how you look, which is going to serve you for the rest of your life. I think that's what I love so much about the program is that the tools that you learn in the program, you can use for the rest of your life. They're not just specifically related to your body. They're related to how can I change the way that I speak to myself? How can I show myself that I matter? How can I really be aligned to my values and my purpose in order to live the life that I want? So you can get more information about the program, sign up for the waitlist at summerinand.com forward slash you on fire. I'd absolutely love to have you in the group. You can always just email me too if you want to chat about the program to see if it's a good fit for you or if you're really keen on on joining, then yeah, get in touch with me. We can see what we can make happen. I know that there can be a lot of hesitations towards doing this work. It's so much easier to kind of stick with what we know, but I will tell you that there's discomfort either way, right? If we kind of stay in the same pattern, we stay in the same place in the same cycle, there's discomfort there. If we take a leap and we really move towards, okay, I'm going to work on trusting myself, I'm going to be really intentional about working on accepting myself being kinder to myself. That can feel scary, too, because we're letting go of old habits and behaviors. And we've been conditioned to think that like, really bad things are going to happen if we actually trust ourselves, and if we accept our body. And honestly, that couldn't be farther from the truth. And that's another reason why I share these stories, because like, I really don't know anyone who's done this and been like, I feel worse now like that. You're going to feel better about yourself. Dieting doesn't make us feel better about ourselves. And we really free up so much more mental space so that you can just fully experience life and do the things that you want to do. And I just love the people in the program. I absolutely love working with them. And so let's get into the first story today. Today, I am going to share with you Rosie's story. Here we go. Hi, Rosie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Summer. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to see you. I'm so happy to have you here today. Why don't you start out by telling everyone just a little bit about who you are, where you live, that type of thing? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Rosie and I live in Bristol in
1: the United Kingdom. And uh, it's very formal, isn't it? UK. (laughs) And I live with my partner and my cat, Abby, um, and I work in public health, um, but I do quite a lot of acting in my spare time as well. So that's that's my sort of love really is, is acting, but yeah not much money in it unfortunately
0: so I have a have a day job <laughs> yeah that's so cool that's great I feel like I remember you saying that once but I totally I totally I forgot that about you so that's yeah that's really fun and so tell me a little bit about like what your frustrations were with your body before we started working together
1: yeah I was thinking about this I, I think um I think I've always as long as far back as I can remember I've always struggled with my body image and I've got really early memories from being a child being ashamed of my body but, Wanting to hide it, being very uncomfortable in my own skin. Yeah, just, just kind of. I feel like I've lived with that my whole life, really. Even as a child, I don't remember a time when I just felt comfortable ever. Um, and I think over the years, I've just always struggled with it and and felt sort of had had a real issue about it. Um, partly worried about weight, but also just my general appearance. You know, it's not just about weight, me. And I think yeah, my weight sort of fluctuated, but I've never been. I've not ever been like a big dieter, really, or not in the sense of the word that I would have associated with dieting before. <laughs> Definitely unhealthy relationship with food and you know, unhealthy relationship with my body, but I wouldn't have sort of, you know, how a lot of the time we talk about people have been on every diet and tried lots of different things, and I'm not really one of those people. But I think I've just always struggled with my self-image and um, just not feeling comfortable in my body, comparing myself with other people, feeling very aware of myself all the time, Um, And yeah, so it's kind of been something that has affected me most of my life, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so what's like, what made you decide to, to want to, to change that? Like, was there anything that sort of happened that made you realize like, oh, I don't have to feel this way or like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. Like what sort of happened for you there?
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think it's been a number of things. I've done quite a lot of work on myself. Um, over the last few years, I had uh, I was married and I had a, a breakup um, and that sort of put me into therapy and I did quite a lot of work in therapy. And then I found sort of other coaching stints. I've, I've got another coach apart from you, Sam. I hope that's okay. <laughs> um, oh my like, gosh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, her name is Steph and she's amazing as well, like you. And so I've done quite a lot of work on myself over the last few years, I guess. And I feel like I've come a long way in accepting myself more and being more gentle with myself. But I felt like body image, was like sort of like the last piece of the puzzle for me that I still just couldn't get past with all the other stuff that I've done. And I needed something specifically about this to try and work on that, because it felt like that was the sort of thing that I kept coming back to. And I think what I've identified through this work really is that it's actually nothing to do with my body. (laughs) It's just that that's an easy thing that it latches onto because it's something that maybe I perceived that I could have some more control over than, than other things in my life. and it's almost like the sort of nebulous thing that it returns to because at the time in my life when I have been at my thinnest, which not coincidentally has often been at the times when my life is falling apart. So when my, when my marriage was breaking up, I lost a lot of weight you know very, very you know comparatively you know a lot thinner than I had been. And I got loads of comments about how great I looked, <laughs> as always as happens. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm literally living off sort of vinegar crisps and red wine and hummus and having a terrible time. But you know, I fitted more into that sort of stereotype of you know this this sort of crazy pursuit of thinness that we have. Um, sorry, I've gone off piece a little bit there, haven't I? But um, yeah, I I think that I sort of identified that I just needed to do something specific about body image and about how I felt about myself in my own skin. So that was kind of what brought me to that. I think I've been thinking about it for quite a long time, but I'd never really realized that I didn't know you existed. (laughs) Thank goodness I do now. You know, I didn't, I'd never really thought about it being something specific that you could do a program like this, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I sort of looked into some things about self-acceptance, but I think it was just, it was something specific, sort of last piece of the puzzle, I guess, that I felt like I needed to do. And then, yeah, I don't even know, I was thinking about this the other day, like, how did I find you? And I don't even know. I think you just, it's like you dropped into my life like this anti diet angel. (laughs) And suddenly you were there just at the right time when I was kind of thinking about some of this stuff. And I sort of put it off for a bit and I kind of read your emails, and I looked you up I listened to your podcast, but I put it off for a bit more and then I was talking to my partner about it and he was just like, I really think you should do it, you know, because it you keep coming back to it, you keep bringing it up, you're obviously something is in your gut is pulling you towards this, this program. So yeah.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, that's great. I love hearing that. And so what were some of the, like the stepping stones or things that really helped you along the way in this process?
1: Yeah, there are so many. It's hard to to pick some out. I think a lot of the work that I've been doing is around self-compassion. And I think that's one of the biggest parts of all of this work for me is I've always been so harsh on myself. And that's it's shown up in lots of different areas of my life, particularly around how I feel about myself physically and what I think about, what others are thinking about, what I look like and all of that stuff. So I think, you know, some of the stuff around being self-compassionate, and actually, the one of the very early things about, um, are sort of in a child and thinking about that. And you, one of your suggestions was a photograph of you as a child. And I, as I said earlier, my I remember my my issues with this starting from when I was quite young. Um, So I've got a little photo of myself on my desk and then when I get sort of bad feelings or I have negative self-talk, I can look at that photo and just try and nurture that part of myself. So that was a really good bit. I think as well, some of the stuff around kind of values. And the activism stuff has really, really helped because sometimes I think I struggle to do it for me, but then thinking about tapping into something that's bigger than me. And this is about being, you know, anti-patriarchy and anti-white supremacy and trying to get my head into that kind of zone sort of makes the work easier because you're not, it's not just, oh, well, I just want to feel better about myself. It's thinking about being part of something bigger and better that's important for society. Your talk about that and your talk, you know, your program's so great because it is, you know, it, it talks about that sort of you know, intersectional feminism and all of that stuff, which I think is really powerful. And then on the days when you're struggling to sort of just apply it to yourself, you can tap into that. And it's that's been really, really helpful for me. Another thing I remember really early on in one of the co- coaching calls, I was talking about being vegan uh, and saying about, you know, I tried to eat healthy and da, da 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 And you were like, you said something like, so what what does health mean to you? <laughs> Yeah, And it kind of blew my mind because we were talking about it and I was saying, you know, well, you know, this, and that, and I had all of these kind of ideas about health, even though I work in public health and I know, you know, about, you know, the wider determinants and mental health, but I'd never applied it to myself in the same way and thought about actually the most unhealthy thing about my life has been my inner critic in lots of ways. That's the thing that's kind of helped me. My body hasn't held me back from doing anything. I've been, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, again, I come from, as you always say, I come from a place of privilege in this, you know, I do have been privileged. I don't get discriminated against, you know, in, in the same way as some others. So, and I am fit and healthy, you know, in the way that I can work, I can walk, I can do exercise, I can do, you know, do it hasn't, my, my physical body hasn't held me back, but my mental health and how I feel about myself really has. Um, and yeah. so to think about health in that kind of different way of, well, oh, what would it be like to think about health in its widest sense? rather than just this kind of very narrow sense of health being about body and therefore about thinness even though as we've established i was definitely not my healthiest when i was at my even if you're just looking physical bit when i was at my thinnest of my life was when i was just not eating anything apart from red wine and crisps <laughs> so definitely not massively nutritious and over exercising and you know being quite obsessive about things And having that constant voice in my head about not being good enough and not being thin enough and not being beautiful enough. Um, So they're just some of them. I think as well I remember you one of your Instagram posts one of them really stuck with me and it was one where you had your cards up and you were saying about like it's something like you're not here on earth to give someone a boner. (laughs) Do you remember that one? And it obviously made me laugh but also, it really struck with you know, a chord with me because I think a lot of where it's come from for me has been about my need to be seen as attractive by people, mostly men. And I think I, from a very early age, I kind of, from the people around me and from stuff that, you know, from my childhood, I sort of saw that as the primary goal in life is to be attractive and to be thought of as sexually attractive by men and how that has then framed my life and, the you know, the decisions I've made and, you know, there's lots in that. So I think as well, just being that, you know, awareness of, oh, I just, I don't need to be attractive or considered attractive by anyone else. That isn't what I'm here for. And I don't need that, which, you know, again, like, uh, you know, other people have said on on the podcast, you know, I don't think I'm there yet. It's not like I'm just showing up here today as a finished being, but. It's really good to remind myself that, that that's not my purpose, and I don't need to be seen as attractive by strangers. You
0: know? Yeah, yeah, it's. So, I know, I know. It sounds ridiculous to say, but it is really true. And um, yeah, no, I appreciate everything that you that you said there about what's been what's been helpful for you in this in this journey. So, what specific things have you noticed about how you feel in your body or about your body since um, since doing this work? Like, what's what's changed? changed for you? I think the the sort of overwhelming
1: sense would be that I think I'm more gentle with myself in loads of different ways. I think another thing I've been exploring since doing the program is um, movement or I can't, you've got a way of saying it, which I can't remember what you say, but it's basically like movement for pleasure, like movement for what feels good rather than for the sort of outcome. And I have had to really sort of challenge this in myself. I had a few like, well, I do like the feeling I get when I get really hot and sweaty and the endorphins afterwards and all of that kind of stuff, but also how much of that is a punishing regime to try and get to a certain point and use it as a kind of if you don't do this then you can't eat or if you do do this then you can eat such and such or whatever so exploring movement of just like actually what my body really needs right now is to go out for a walk and sometimes what my body needs right now is to do a cardio workout you know get out some frustration or whatever but it's I find that I'm just more relaxed about it. And if I'm not going to the gym as regularly, or I'm not doing as much work, as many workouts, then that's okay. And I don't feel as stressed about it um and yeah i mean there are times i honest i think it's it's funny with this work because i remember you saying that you, it's not always the big things That like you so there's not always things that you're like this massive thing happens sometimes it is sometimes there are big things but also you sort of notice things almost after they've happened so i've realized that quite a few times recently i've left the house without checking what i look like I just not even look, I've just left the house to go to the shop or to go out to meet someone or whatever. And I just haven't, I haven't mirrored, I haven't, and that's not a deliberate thing of I'm not going to check in the mirror. That's just because I'm like going to do something like go to the shop and it just, I just don't, it doesn't matter what I look like. Um, so, and that, again, it sounds small, but for me, that's kind of been revelationary because I just always would have checked or I always would have been like, right, is it, you know, that, that, you know, is important to me to know what I look like. And yeah, yeah, so I think that's been different. And I think I've just been, I remember saying quite early on in one of our calls as well that I re, one of my realizations was that I, I sort of, sometimes when I was out, I would deliberately not go to the bathroom because I knew that then I would see myself and that would maybe ruin my night. It could either make or ruin my night depending on what I saw so or what I perceived to see. So I could either be like, oh, I look good, oh yeah, carry on having a good time or, oh, I look awful and I don't deserve to have a good time anymore. So I won't. And I just, I don't feel like I've done that as well. Much or or at all really? I just sort of go to the bathroom and see what I see. If I do have negative feelings about it, just manage to talk myself around and say it doesn't mean that you get you have to stop having good time now, <laughs> just because what you see in the mirror doesn't fit with maybe what you wanted to see. Does that make sense? That's a bit waffly.
0: Yeah, no, it does. It does. No, it makes it makes perfect sense because it sounds like before, and that's really like so much of what this work is. It's like. It's like, you know, I think that, you know, before, like when we're really in a state where we're feeling a lot of, you know, shame about our body, like it, it really dictates our entire mood and our actions. And so what I'm hearing is that, you know, now it's not doing that. Like now, you know, even if you don't really like what you see in the mirror, if you're out, like you can still be like, Hey, well, they're not going to let this ruin our night or, and it does sound, I mean, I don't think it sounds small because I work with so many people and I realize how much of a fundamental change that like, that's a big shift in how you were operating before. And I know how heavy those like emotions can be when you are, you know, letting your appearance, you know, have that like huge, uh, influence on how you feel about yourself as a whole. So to be able to like divest those two things is, is really massive. So yeah, I mean, that's all wonderful, wonderful stuff. Were there any like highlight moments for you or anything like that? Like I, I know I think yeah. of one, but you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there, there have been, I think, cause one of the things I've been
1: doing is sort of just saying, well just try it and then see how it feels. So I've done some things like I went co steering, which is I think is maybe the one you're thinking of. Yeah. So I think I hadn't it sort of takes us back to the thing of me saying that it's not only been my body image that's held me back, it's just fixated on that. But it's that stuff that you tell yourself about what you can and can't do, how strong your body is, or whether you're the type of person to do a certain thing. And yeah, I went on a retreat and went coast steering, which is something that I just never thought I would do. If people don't know what that is, it's when you basically go to the sea and you jump off rocks into the sea and swim around around the coastline and then clamber out and then jump off again. Um, and that is it's so cool. I mean, it, yeah, it was really great I didn't I don't think I've been in the sea as an adult and that is partly around body image and not wanting to be seen in a bikini or whatever in the in the sea but also not being confident enough in the water being worried and thinking I'm not strong enough or a strong enough swimmer or whatever and just going and doing that and feeling the power of my body and the strength and the fact that I could just jump off something and take that leap just, yeah, it was just great. And it made me really proud. And I think as well, these little things that you do, it, it builds up into making you trust yourself and making yourself, making you think of yourself in a different way. I think of myself, in a different way of like, Oh, I can do these things. And maybe the narrative I've told myself about lots and lots of things in my life, is just not true and if you keep challenging them then over time you start to build up new ideas and new stories about yourself and just things like yeah you know deliberately not wearing makeup for a few days when i was away on that same retreat actually and feeling the urge to put on makeup because i'd see other people wearing makeup and i think oh i should put and then just think well let's just try not doing it see what that feels like see how that affects how you interact or how other people interact with you and sort of treating it with curiosity and compassion. And then realizing that, oh, look, no one's treated me any differently because I wasn't wearing makeup. In fact, everyone has connected with me in just the same way. And we've had exactly the same time. I'm not here to be found attractive by anyone. It doesn't matter. There's more that I have to give than just being what I look like or what I don't look like. Um, Yeah, so things like that are just really great. And I, I sort of feel like just keeping on doing those things when they come up over time, it sort of starts to chip away at the, at the negative self image and, and to the positive thing. And you learn to trust yourself more.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I love it. And so how does it feel for you to to be in this place now and to have done those things? Like, what does it feel like?
1: Yeah, it feels really it does feel really good. I think it's, you know, for me, I'm sure like with a lot of the people that you you work with, it's a long it's a long path. It's not it's not and it's not a linear thing. One of my friends for my birthday bought me a badge, a little pin badge that says healing is not linear. And it's become a bit of a mantra for me because it's, you know, it's so true. And I have definite times where it's still hard, and I don't feel like I've completed the work at all. Um, I've got a way to go, but it just it feels nice because. It feels like I'm on that path now and it will it continue to kind of get better and that I, I just sort of trust myself. I feel like I've got my own back on it. You know what I mean? So I feel like I can treat myself like my friend and rather than be at war with myself all the time, feel that I'm supporting myself through it. So even when I have those days where I feel horrible for whatever reason, I'm sort of on my side with it rather than raging against it. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. I feel am like a more compassionate relationship with myself on it. Really nice. Beautiful, beautiful. And so what's one piece of advice that you would give to other people listening today? Do your program? <laughs> oh, you didn't have to say that, but thank you.
1: <laughs> well, no, but I, I really would because I think it's, you know, I mean, your podcasts are amazing and just listening to those, I think people, you know, get an awful lot from it. And I, I still listen to your podcast loads and loads. But I think if you're wondering about whether to invest in it, you know, it just feels like it's such a it's such a good thing to actually take the time to, to properly invest in it. And think, you know, if you're anything like me, I've sort of struggled with this stuff for such a long time. I don't think doing it on my I've tried to do it on my own and tried to sort of, you know, do things that make me feel better and, and it just it wasn't gonna happen, I think. So finding uh, someone like you to be able to support through it and just the other people on the calls and the people in the Facebook group, you know, the fact that there's a community out there of people who are facing the same things and have the same issues. Like we're all from massively different walks of life, have different situations, some are, some mothers, some not, you know, all of, but we have a real common goal of just not wanting to put up with this bullshit anymore and just wanting to live in a different way. And And yeah. And just be be more at peace with ourselves. Really. So I would just say, yeah, just do do the work if you can. If it's in any way affordable, I would, I would go for it. And just yeah, just be gentle with yourself about it all. You know? Just really the first I think the first step is just noticing. How you talk to yourself and catching that and thinking would i speak to anyone else like that ever so i bet the answer is no and then uh, try and apply that love that you have for other people to yourself um, and it can change like it you know i never thought that i would feel differently and like i say it's not perfect and i'm still on the journey so to speak but it's definitely better. And I didn't, I just didn't think that it would be possible for me to do things like the co-steering or leave the house without checking what I look like, or, you know, be more gentle with myself about this stuff.
0: Um, so yeah,
1: it's, it's an achievable thing.
0: Yeah. That's so great. I really appreciate you saying that. I, it's been such a pleasure working with you in this time. I mean, I notice, just hearing everything that you're talking about today, like I think it's such a significant change from when we started together. And, and I feel like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure that you have days where it's, it's more of a struggle, but I also get a sense that you have a really wonderful ability to work through those moments now and be able to be, uh, you know, be able to kind of, be more resilient to it. And so, and I think that that's so much of what this is about because we're always going to have days where we don't feel good about ourselves, whether it's about our body or just other, you know, just us as a whole. And so I really appreciate that. You know, it sounds like you're, you're really putting in a lot of intention in terms of, you know, treating yourself differently. And I certainly notice it and just love hear loved hearing about all the changes that have happened for you and the things that you've done. And I'm just so proud and and happy for you. And yeah, I really, really appreciate you. sharing your
1: story today. Thanks so much. Summer. And yeah, I'm so grateful to you for all of you know putting this program together and for your gentleness and your openness and your honesty about your, you know, your own story and what brought you here. And, you know, all of that is just so important. And I'm really grateful that I met you. Yeah, have you in my life.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Rosie. It's been such a pleasure. Rock on. It's so amazing for me to witness the progression and the way that changes happen and witness people breaking out of their shell and doing things more confidently and having these kind of changes and shifts in their life. It's just like, it's the most gratifying thing. I love my job. You can learn more about You on Fire by going to summerinnin.com forward slash you on fire. Get your name on the wait list. As I said, if you have any questions about the program, you can always feel free to email me, get in touch there. You can email me by responding to any of the emails that I send out to my list, or you can always send me a DM on social media. And I'll be back next week with another Spotlight episode. I'm so excited for you to hear that, too. If you're looking for the show notes for this episode, you can actually find the video interview, video version of this interview at in.com forward slash 254. Thank you so much for listening and for being here today. Rock on.